0: Hey there, we've got a great episode today for you all about combating breast cancer reoccurrence. And what's great about this episode and really fascinating to me as I had this conversation with Dr. Carol Laurie, who was my guest, is that everything that you do in order to keep cancer from reoccurring is actually what you should do to keep cancer at bay in general. There's so much that we have control over, actually, when it comes to cancer that we Have been taught that's not true. And Dr. Lori really breaks that down that, you know, unless you find yourself in a place where there's some radiation treatment or dump happening, um, there are a lot of things that build up towards cancer. It's not just one thing. And so you are going to be armed with such great information by the end of this episode, even if you have never had cancer. But if you have had cancer or you know somebody that has had cancer and is, you know, concerned as, anyone that's had cancer should be about it returning definitely listen to this episode you're going to learn a ton and also be able to uh, sign up for dr laurie's class which is empowered against reoccurrence and this is just key information she's giving such great information and also leading a group on this if um know, if you need more support. So anyways, before we hop into the episode, just a couple things I wanted to share with you, exciting things. So I am so really excited about this upcoming thing that uh, my good friend, and if you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard her on here, um, also amazing colleague, Vashai Kanahali and I decided to do because we were sort of talking about how crazy the holidays get and how hard it is to really stay mindful during this time. And the reality is when we're not mindful, then we really go off course in kind of all of the foundations of our health, right? They kind of go out the window or as I will call it the case of the efforts, right? You're just like effort. it, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm just eating whatever is put in front of me or effort. it, you know, I'm not getting enough sleep. All of these things that really keep us healthy kind of go out the window. And that's part of why we get so sick and bloated and, you know, just feeling kind of heavy and crappy, honestly, during this time because um, we end up overdoing it right on everything. We end up booking too much. We end up promising people too much. And so we really wanted to bring everyone back to being mindful just like you are at other points in the year around what you consume whether that is food whether that is parties whether that is you know um, other holiday things that we are supposed to do and you may or not may not actually want to do and get really clear on that so We are hosting what we call the Holiday Mindfulness Challenge from November 7th through the 11th. And we're doing it early on in the holiday season so that you can be ready and prepared to tackle it. Because just a couple weeks after that, of course, is Thanksgiving. And then it's just, you know, all bets are off until after January 1st. So we really want to set you up for success for this season and actually really enjoy the season. Because I know so many people that don't actually enjoy the holidays anymore because it just all feels so overwhelming particularly obviously if you have kids and you have a lot going on at work and there's just all this stuff coming at you and so mindfulness can really turn this ship around right and keep you focused on those foundations that make you feel good and then also understanding the root of the holiday season you know is certainly for celebration but it's also about connection on the inside too and we're missing out on a lot of that and mindfulness can take you back so anyways if you are interested in that please join us we are doing it mostly through a facebook group and if you go to my website christinegarvin.com you'll see at the top of the website Ready to do, truly enjoy this holiday season? Join our holiday mindfulness challenge, November seventh through the eleventh, and you click on yes, please, and um, ask to be in the group. And we're also going to be doing part of this through email newsletter. So further information will come about that, but go ahead and join the group. Then you're going to stay up to date with everything. We're going to go live in the group every day that week. We're going to do all kinds of fun things, share some great tools. We're going to do a ritual chocolate tasting, which is so amazing and I can't wait to do it with everyone. And we're going to set you up for success for the holiday season. And really bring it back so anyways head over to my website i'll also put a link in the show notes to get you directly there and then the other thing that i wanted to mention is the wait list for home hormone breakthrough blueprint is now open so basically if this is something that you know you want to do you've heard me talk about it here on the podcast before if you've been around the next session is happening in january It's going to be 12 weeks of teaching you everything you need to know about getting your hormones right. And that really, you know, depends. It doesn't depend on where you are in your cycling life. It just everything that I'm going to be teaching is going to help you no matter where you are, right? We get into the foundations. We get into the specifics. We get into what you need to know, mind, body, spirit, gut, liver, adrenals, thyroid, all how all those systems work together to actually make your hormones work, right? And where things go wrong. So if you deal with crazy periods, if you deal with excessive bleeding, if you deal with horrible PMS or PMDD, if you deal with fibroids, if you deal with ovarian cysts, if you're struggling with sleep, all of these things are connected to your hormones. And I'm going to teach you how to Work with your hormones so that you can get rid of all of those things and actually, you know, get your energy back. That's a big one for a lot of women. So if you're interested, you can head over to my website too. And basically on that homepage, you've got, you know, if you just kind of go near the top of the homepage, there is... Um, the Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint right there at the top and you click on that and you basically can get set on that wait list. So you'll be the first to know basically when it is launched and I'll let you know that the people that are on the list first to know are going to get um, a great discount. Um, and that's only going to be available for those people. So if it is something that you're interested in doing, check it out, sign up for the, the waitlist. All right, let us hop into today's episode with Dr. Lori. Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now, let's dive in with today's guest. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Hormonally Speaking. Today we're going to talk about a topic that unfortunately impacts a lot of women's lives, um, whether their own personal journey with this or whether it is through a family member or a friend, and that is breast cancer. And today's guest is really uh, doing the work that needs to be done in this world, because we know that when once we've had breast cancer, it often reoccurs, right? And there's reasons that that's happening, and we want to figure out why and for it to not reoccur, and obviously for those women that have never had breast cancer, for that to not happen at all. So today's guest is Dr. Carol Laurie, who is a dedicated practitioner with over three decades of clinical experience as a naturopath, acupuncture, and homeopath. She's helped thousands of women recover their health after a breast cancer diagnosis through her holistic protocols involving nurturing nutrition, targeted supplementation, healthy and joyful lifestyle changes, and an empowered mindset. The path of healing helps you discover not only who you are, but enables you to create the life of your dreams. We support this by addressing the emotional and spiritual components of breast cancer so deep healing can occur. Welcome, Dr. Laura. Well, thank you
1: so much for having me. and Please call me Carol.
0: Oh, Carol. Okay. So this topic is so important, as I mentioned, because it does unfortunately strike the lives of so many women right around the world. Um, So before we go into how you work with it, how you work with the reoccurrence, how you work with helping women to keep it at bay, um, tell us how you actually got into doing this kind of specific work.
1: Well, I was always interested in chronic illness, which is what breast cancer is. It's a Mm -hmm. diagnosis of chronic illness. Any type of cancer is that. And we studied, I learned all about that when I was a student at the National College of Naturopathic Medicine in Portland, Oregon, many, many, many years ago. (laughs) And then I moved to California and I got my acupuncture license. And I've always um, been a homeopath for the last 35 years. So these three modalities work really well when you're dealing with chronic illness. Mm-hmm. And one day I picked up the phone and I thought it was a crank call. And it turns out my dear friend was on the other line crying hysterically, saying <clears throat> the four words that no woman ever wants to hear they found a lump. Mm. So in that moment, I said to her, you're not going to go through this alone. I'm going to go to every session with you. And that was the beginning of 18 months of us going to UCSF, which is where she was being treated Mm. for the initial appointment, then in the room with her for the biopsy, and then the doctor's visits and the chemotherapy infusions and surgery to have her uterus removed after uh she had a negative effect to the tamoxifen and all the radiation treatments so it was a very arduous journey.
0: Ugh, so heartbreaking, <laughs> right? And it's difficult. Yeah.
1: And so I took care of her, I went with her during the treatments and then in the evening I was taking care of her and I really began to up my skill set of what was needed and necessary and one day we were seeing her oncologist at UCSF and the doctor looked at the blood work and then looked back at us and said, What are you doing? And we Mm. both thought, Oh my goodness, there's a problem. Right. And then I said, Well, I'm using, you know, we're doing herbs, we're doing the smoothie, we're doing acupuncture. And she said, Well, I want all my patients to be doing it too, because your blood work does not look like somebody who's in the middle of chemotherapy.
0: Wow. Yeah. So
1: that was the beginning of I didn't know it at that point. And she started referring all of her patients to me and my practice couldn't take any more patients. And I developed my online program, not only to reach women in the Bay Area, which has a very high incidence of breast cancer, right. higher than any other places in the US. Right. But Particularly
0: Marin can- County, especially right? Especially Marin. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. don't quite know why. Right. Yep. I've read about They've that. we have done ex- inexhaustive
1: exhaustive studies about that and they can't quite figure it out. Yeah. One of it is they think that women there drink more alcohol. Hmm. One of it is they think they get more diagnostic tests because they're, it's a wealthier subset of groups. So they're always going to the doctors. They can't quite figure it out.
0: Interesting. I know. I wonder if they're going to find something environmentally at some point, you know? I, Yeah. 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 I
1: mean, who knows? Yep.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: But, um, so that was the beginning of the um, empowered through breast cancer, empowered against recurrence, mm-hmm. empowered through treatment. It's so there's different phases of breast cancer. What you need when you're in the middle of treatment is very different than what you need when you're through treatment and you are taking tamoxifen, aromatase inhibitors. You have side effects from these drugs and you can't sleep at night because mm. all you're thinking about is what if it comes back? Did the right. treatment get it all? which is a very big concern, an appropriate concern of women.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm kind of surprised to hear that that doctor was even open to it. And I think that's what happens, you know, when you can see it on the testing. But so many doctors tell their patients to not use any herbs, right? Because these things haven't been studied, et cetera, et cetera. And they're worried about, you know, the negative effects when it's like these women need (laughs) some real support, you know?
1: Well, there's two things about that. First, there are many, many studies in PubMed about the benefits of certain herbs augmenting, which means to benefiting chemotherapy Mm -hmm. and reducing tamoxifen resistance and all of that. Secondly, I'm very respectful of chemotherapy and I don't want to do anything that's interfering. So it's very simple. If somebody's Mm -hmm. on a three-week infusion schedule, you stop certain herbs and supplements three weeks, three days before, mm. you have your infusion, and you don't do them for two days after. So there's a five-day period in the middle of that three weeks where you're not doing anything to interfere with your treatment. And then you can resume taking care of your body and reducing the side effects of the treatment. And it's not difficult, right? It, it's yes. pretty simple to stop taking, oh, you're at three days before, you don't take this, you continue not to take them for two days after, three days after you can resume simple.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, I think it's important. And I'm glad that you brought up that in PubMed, you can find plenty of studies because I know sometimes you know, clients that I have, friends that I have will be either, you know, scared or don't really know how to talk to their doctors about these things. And so it's, it's, you know, to let people know you can pretty easily go on Google, even if, you know, you don't have another resource and just research that, print those out, take those to your doctor so that they know, right. Right. And, and so that they can be on board.
1: Absolutely. And I provide all, that, all those I references you to the women. That's yeah. part of my program. I yeah. don't want them to spend their time on Dr. Google yeah. and doing that. That's my job. Because yeah. if you don't have a science background, it's like if you brought me a Tesla and said, here, go on Dr. Google and fix this car. It's like, are you kidding I'm not interested. It's not my skill set. That's why I take it to somebody. (laughs) And there's a lot that women need to do in their lives. I want to do the research for them Mm -hmm. and simplify it so
0: they Mm -hmm. don't have to. Absolutely. I think that's so important. That's why, you know, having a resource like you, when they're going through, this life-changing, you know, experience. And as you mentioned, and, I, and this came up on another episode where I was um, speaking with the guest about breast cancer to really look at it as a chronic illness, right? Rather than just this kind of blip that happens because there are certain things that need to change for good, right? So maybe let's talk about some of those things. Like, let's start with diet. What What kind of dietary approach do you guide the women on?
1: Great. Well, let's start with the fact that cancer, all cancers are a metabolic disease, mm-hmm. unless you've been exposed to radiation like Chernobyl. That's mm-hmm. a very unusual circumstance right. and very unfortunate. But breast cancer is a metabolic disease. And what does that mean? That means that there are a lot of abnormal chemical reactions going coming together to create this lump that shows up. Mm-hmm. And that means that there isn't one thing that creates breast cancer or any cancer. It's not one thing unless we have this Chernobyl incident, right? which most people don't have had happened to them. So um, it, that gives women an enormous amount of influence over whether they're feeding cancer or starving cancer.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let's
1: start with the very basics, which is cancer loves sugar. Cancer, given a choice between oxygen for the cancer gas tank and glucose Mm -hmm. or sugar, chooses uh, glucose, even though it has to work much harder to get that, and it gets much less gas, so to speak. Mm -hmm. That's known as the Warburg effect, and it was discovered in 1918 by the German scientist Otto Warburg, and he won the Nobel Medicine Peace Prize for that. Wow. And so that we forgot about that. Right. We've known that for
0: a long time and we maybe pushed that aside.
1: We forgot about it. It (laughs) was
0: lost. And Mm. now it's
1: had a resurgence in the last 20 years about. And now it's really up there in those of us who are doing integrative oncology work. We know that cancer is a metabolic disease. So cancer loves sugar. What do we want to do? We want to not put sugar in the cancer gas tank. Now, I know I'm simplifying this, but it is... It's important to have images because you go out to eat, you go to somebody's party and there's this delicious pastry, chocolate cake, strawberry shortcake, whatever your thing is. And there's this part of your brain that goes, oh, I'll just have a little piece.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: But that little piece is going to put a lot of sugar in the cancer gas tank. So you need to understand this. So you have a decision inside of you that's like, I'm that's unattractive food for me.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: unhealthy, unattractive. I'm just going to have my organic, you know, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries with maybe a little bit of organic cream or coconut cream on it. If you're not eating dairy and I'm going to be just
0: fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I just want to point out for people listening, even if you don't have cancer, if you don't have, you know, people in your life that have cancer. Sugar has negative impacts on really all aspects of our health, right? So many of the health issues that we have change tremendously when we just pull out sugar, just simply that one thing. You know, I mean, we can go on and on to other things, but that's just such a huge part of the issue, you know, that I think most people don't understand how much sugar really is in our daily lives now with every packaged food having an insane amount of sugar in it.
1: Yeah. And people get frappy, frippy yogurt, yogurt, Starbucks, (laughs) coffee things. And as you mentioned, it's not just cancer, autoimmune disease, colitis, mental, emotional illness, or distress, uh, insomnia, anything, Anything. period problems, infertility, sugar is... Needs to be eliminated. Sugar feeds inflammation. Inflammation is the foundation of all
0: chronic disease. Absolutely, and you know, the other day I was with my mom, and she had bought a green juice from Trader Joe's, right? Mm-hmm. And I took a look at it, and it had you know, had fer- sugar in it. Thirty five grams of sugar, right? Because it's not really a green juice; it's actually mostly fruit juice and then some little addition of green to make it green and i you know uh, that's one of which the which is probably
1: things. spinach which is unhealthy A, Yeah. Oxalates.
0: yeah i don't know if it was spinach or kale but either way same issue yeah. right and so um it yeah it's so interesting because people will you know they're they'll think oh well i'm doing healthier because i am doing these smoothies or these um you know green juices and it's it's frustrating to me because it's it's they're sneaky about it right you always have to look at the labels you Mm -hmm. always 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 have to look at the labels don't trust that it says no sugar added or anything in there well
1: kombucha is healthy but then you look at the label and there's sugar in it and
0: a lot of them are like 16 grams of sugar yeah and
1: non-kombucha sugar is Mm. uh, a non-sugared kombucha is um a drink that you really need to develop uh tasting for it it because it's vinegary
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know yeah it's definitely it's a uniquely vinegary taste. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So okay so besides sugar, what other things should people be looking for in their diet?
1: Well let's talk about what people eat for breakfast because this is a big thing. When I do my groups, I always open up the chat and I say just put, you know, put in the chat what you've had for breakfast. 100% 100% of the time, there's like 50% who are eating oatmeal.
0: I was going to say oatmeal. <laughs> Let me guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was raised with those little round blue and red, you know, paper things, containers of oatmeal. And they've been around for a long time because I was young a long time ago. But now people are still getting them. And now they're getting the little packets that they buy with, yes. you know, with yep. even more processed oats and they have sugar in them, those mm-hmm. packets. hmm and cinnamon and what something else, but there's processing, processing, processing. So you're not even really getting the whole grain, but then people say, well, I'm eating steel cut oats. So there, and okay, great. So it's a real grain that hasn't been flattened and processed, number Mm -hmm. one. Number two, it's still gluten. Mm -hmm. Number three, even though it's it's a more whole grain, if you eat it first thing in the morning, you're still giving your body the messaging of, okay, here comes carbs. Yep. And carbs are translated into sugar or glucose pretty quickly. Yep. So how you start your day provides the metabolic messaging that you're setting up for your body. So if you start with carbs, the body goes, oh, great, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a day of carbs. And yep. that's gas for the cancer gas tank. Mm-hmm. If you start your day with green tea, organic matcha green tea, two cups, and then you, you have leftovers from dinner, which is protein and fat and vegetables, you're feeding your cells, You know the mitochondria, which are the powerhouses of your cells, you're feeding them phytonutrients that they, they need to get the healthy engines going, and you're starving your cancer. Yes.
0: Now, if you're addicted
1: yeah. to oatmeal, and I have women say to me, I love my oatmeal. Here's the deal. You want to only have it like two or three times a week at the mm-hmm. most. Mm-hmm. You want to have it at lunch. And you want to have organic, gluten-free, steel-cut oats, mm-hmm. and you need to add a lot of fat to it in the form of ghee or butter or mm-hmm. almond, uh, not, not, not nut butter, stuff, yeah. nut butter mm-hmm. because fat slows down the gluconeogenesis, the absorption of the carbohydrates into your bloodstream.
0: Yes. You could yeah. put
1: coconut cream in it. Uh, you could put heavy cream in it. I know it's you know, if you're eating dairy, it ha- everything has to be organic, and you don't want to eat a lot of it. Right, so absolutely. Bo- I mean, sometimes people are eating two cups of steel cut oats. It's like uh, I,
0: I don't think so. would, I would crash out. That's the I thing, you eat know. That much. <laughs> but I, the way that the oats hit my blood sugar, I just it makes me crash pretty, yeah. you know, quickly. And I think a lot of times people override that right because they're drinking maybe a lot of coffee coffee. and (laughs) exactly yeah and so and then they wonder why they're starving and tired by 11 a.m or even later you know in the day 2 or 3 p.m it's all about that first meal of the day and and I you know I love that we're talking about this absolutely from the point of having cancer or having had cancer, but this is also about how to keep cancer at bay. Uh, Even if you haven't had any disease, it's not
1: just, let's just get really real. It's about maintaining your health. It's not about necessarily cancer. Yeah. It's about, you don't want to get an autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get abdominal belly fat as you get older, which when you eat oatmeal, it goes right to that abdominal belly fat, which is unhealthy
0: fat. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And metabolic syndrome. I mean, we're like, you know, so much of, I mean, even if you look at cholesterol, that can be a huge part of that can be the sugar. You know, people always think that's the fat, but really it's the sugar. And so, yeah. And so it's, it's, you know, I I hope that this is driving the point into people's heads. You know, I I tell my clients this stuff all the time, but it's sometimes we need to hear it from multiple sources. (laughs) So I'm glad that, that I'm at it from this perspective.
1: Right. Um, this is all about health. It's yeah. not only about cancer. The way you want to eat if you've had cancer or have cancer is the same way you want to eat if you um, want to keep your heart healthy, mm-hmm. if you want to keep your body healthy, if you don't want to become an old person who's bent over and in a wheelchair. And if you're having infertility problems, These, this way of eating, it's not a diet.
0: Right. 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 Diets don't
1: work. Diets are, Oh, I'm on the diet. And then um, it's the holidays. It's a party. I'm just doing whatever the heck I want. Mm -hmm. I'm off the diet. Mm -hmm. I'm going to eat fried food, have a couple glasses of wine, eat butter and bread. It's like, that isn't, doesn't
0: work like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So besides the foods that we've kind of already talked about and how important it is, I like to, you know, tell my clients to shoot for 30 grams of protein at breakfast to really get your blood sugar nice and set up and stable for the day. What other kinds of uh, dietary recommendations do you have?
1: Well, I think 30 grams is great at breakfast. And Mm -hmm. if women are having a hard time getting there, doing a healing smoothie is a really easy way of getting 22 grams of protein.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So let's talk about what that is because people say I drink a smoothie. And just like you were talking about that green juice from Mm -hmm. Trader Joe's, their definition of a smoothie is five different types of fruit. Right. <laughs> with some cow's milk and they put it in a blender. Yep. So a smoothie has an organic, very specific organic pea protein isolate. That's a vegan. Mm-hmm. It can also be a organic whey, which is immunoglobins, which you give at different points. It could be a ketogenic style mm-hmm. powder. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which has um, milk solids in it and other products. It's, you know, I, in my opinion, when you have cancer, had cancer, you do not want to be using collagen.
0: Okay, There are collagen
1: mean? powders out there. I don't think that's appropriate for okay. people who've had cancer. So we put a protein, P-isolate protein in the blender. We also then put either water or unsweetened nut milk. Almond milk is good or half almond milk and half water. There is a quarter cup of blackberries or blueberries because they have phytonutrients in them and antioxidants. Mm-hmm. I also put in one or two tablespoons of organic brown flax seeds and uh, two teaspoons of chia seeds. And then if there's more, if I'm working with somebody specifically, I can put a little bit of herb powder in there mm-hmm. to help uh deal with certain blocking certain cancer pathways and you have to blend it for like three minutes because that gets everything two to three minutes like not just 30 seconds mm-hmm. you want to really blend it mm. and then if it's the summer and it's warm out where we live in san francisco it really gets hot yeah right <laughs> you can put in a couple of ice cubes you don't want to use cold in the winter mm-hmm. coming up to the winter time And that could be breakfast.
0: Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the flax seeds and how they support, you know, um, from a hormonal standpoint?
1: Right. Well, flax seeds have omega-3s, linoleic acids in them. And I think ideally when you get them, you don't, they, women say, well, I'll just buy the flax seed powder. So the powder's already been sitting on the shelf. And already been exposed to heat, mm-hmm. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like useless; you're wasting right. your money. Right? And can, and can be damaging too. Exactly, it could yeah. have become overheated, and mm-hmm. the fat turns into an unhealthy fat. Mm-hmm. That was a good point. So buy the organic brown kind. There's a lighter kind and the darker kind. You want the darker kind, and it's more linoleic acids in there. You want to put it in a glass jar in the refrigerator. So. Ideally, you either want to get a mortar and pestle and take your two tablespoons and sort of break them up before you put them in the blender. Mm -hmm. Or if that's too much for you, you want to get one of these little $10 coffee grinders Mm -hmm. and you make it a different color from your other coffee grinders and you use it just to blip, blip, blip the flax seeds, and then you stick it into um, the blender. You don't need to blip it more than two or three times because you don't need to totally break them up and make it into a powder. Mm -hmm. You just want to break them up a little bit. And then all of those positive oils are released into your body when you eat them. And they're great for, you know, if you're having period problems or fertility problems, Mm -hmm. but they're, they, omega-3s are one of the most important essential fats that we can get. And they're essential because we don't, we have to get them through our diet, right? right. Not through our body. Our body mm-hmm. cannot make them. Mm-hmm. So it's in flax seeds. It's in a wild salmon, right? Those are the two main sources. And we, I think, you know, if you have any kind of chronic disease, which, you know, autoimmune, infertility, polycystic ovarian syndrome, cancer, any type of inflammatory process, which all chronic disease is, I like about... 2000 um, grams, uh, milligrams a day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And what do you think about the phytoestrogenic component of flax? Is that supportive <laughs> then in this? Cause there's a lot of debate, right? Uh, I know on supportive that in
1: soy. Mm-hmm. So um, I, first of all, you're not going to get a huge phytoestrogenic input from 2 tablespoons of organic ground flax seeds. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: How many mu- buckets maybe? Right. But right. <laughs> two tablespoons every day, come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not and if it is phytoestrogenic, that's not a bad thing. It's right. not it's a good estrogen that you're giving your body and it's tiny 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 amount.
0: Right. And it can, right. you know, uh, it's it's at least hypothesized that and I think shown in some studies, it can actually essentially um, work against the bad estrogens. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so sort of take the place in our cells and, and uh, kind of lock in. And so, yeah, I mean, there's massive debates around it all and we're individuals, right. So I, you know, can understand, but in general, it's, uh, we don't have to be so fearful. I think of the phytoestrogens. I think
1: that's a good place, Mm -hmm. uh, a way of putting it. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be fearful and fearful. And the issue with soy, which I needed to bring up is that Mm -hmm. when you Everybody says, oh, I can't eat. I've been told not to eat soy. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the reality. The country of Japan had almost zero breast cancer. Right. Zero. Mm-hmm. Before it became westernized or Americanized with the diet changes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And what, was, what is their diet? When it's pure, it's a ton of soy. A ton of soy, yeah. It's a natto. It's, you know, soybeans. Mm-hmm. Soy beans. mm-hmm they're real. They're not GMO food. Mm -hmm. They had almost zero breast cancer, like a 4% or something. I mean, or a point, I mean, it was very tiny. Mm -hmm. And then as their diet became more Westernized, the statistics went up.
0: Of course. (laughs) And, and I know some people will say part of that is that they also have a lot of iodine in their diet. Do you find that there's a connection there? Yeah. that, That sort of like Essentially helps balance the soy, you know that that we should be doing that together instead of you know not we don't get hardly any iodine in our diet at this point,
1: well, I hope people are not eating. Morton salt with iodine in it. Right.
0: <laughs> well, I know. I try That's and what tell we were people, raised yeah. on. You know, yeah, oh, you have yeah. to buy
1: that salt with yep, the iodine. Because it's iodized. Hard. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. No.
1: <laughs> right? So where do you get your iodine? You get your iodine from sushi, from those little flat things. And mm-hmm. even if you don't go out for sushi, it's very easy to buy those flat things. Yep. You want to just put them over the heat of the stove for two seconds to give them a little toast. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. put vegetables in there and roll it up and have Absolutely. a delicious-
0: Adam to soups, which is what the Japanese, right. you know, does. And that's part of it. Um, that balancing act, right? It's like right. we've gotten out traditional cultures in general, ha- figured out exactly. how to really balance their foods and give what you need. You know, if you have one thing that has a lot of this and you have this other thing that has a lot of that, that balances it out. Right. right. And we've changed the way we eat so much that we're not getting that balancing act.
1: It's like the fermented foods. Mm-hmm. Every culture has fermented yes. foods in it. Yeah.
0: Yep. The Japan-
1: Japanese has miso. Mm-hmm. And the Europeans, they have fermented sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. And there is also kombucha. And there's also um, the other fermented- Kimchi.
0: Stock. Kimchi. kimchi is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the
1: Americans, we have pickles- but right. they're not necessarily fermented. They, right. They're they're not brined, truly fermented. Right. There's a difference between fermented and brine from brine doesn't give your gut the pre, prebiotics that it needs. So mm. you when you're going, you think, oh, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to eat. You know, it's not hard to get prebiotics. Eat a tablespoon of fermented sauerkraut or a pickle every day. Yep. But it must say fermented on it. Yeah. And it yeah. has to be organic. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just eating a nice food, but it's not the same thing.
0: I will say, and given I live in Asheville and we have options that not everywhere does, but I've noticed more and more grocery stores, even sort of regular grocery stores, will carry local fermented foods. And you can usually trust those more, you know, they're doing a true fermentation process. Oh, yeah, that's great. Versus you know, the things that are nationally done. And by the time they travel to where all the, all the stores and everything, we don't know how much is left. I always think local is best. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The local people is what the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. So anything else that we're missing in terms of diet support that that you think is really important? Vegetables. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's
0: just... I mean,
1: let's look at vegetables. Most people do not eat vegetables at every meal. Right. I think they should be eaten at every meal. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not hard. They're delicious. And I rotate my vegetables with the seasons. Mm -hmm. I only do organic. It's not hard, except I just talked to a woman who lives in the middle of Illinois along the Mississippi River and she said to me, honey, there is nothing here. Yeah. I said, that's... what are there farmers? She goes, yeah. And they spray.
0: Mm. I said, okay,
1: do you have a local grocery store? And, you know, Des Moines or some major town would be five and a half hours away where wow. there's local foods. And I said, okay, that's not happening. Yeah. So is there a grocery store where you go shopping? And I, she said, yes. I said, is there in the frozen food section, some organic food? She said, yes. I said, so how about this? You're a good customer to that grocery store. Why don't you go over to the manager and say, I want these following frozen vegetables put in the grocery to put on this shelf all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not ordeal, ideal,
0: Mm -hmm. but it is
1: better than nothing. Right.
0: Right, right, absolutely. It is
1: better than eating vegetables that have
0: been sprayed. Yeah, yeah. And and people need to understand that I get it, there's food deserts all across this country, unfortunately, right. you know. But yes, it's figuring out ways, like you just said, and you know, even getting deliveries of um food boxes that are right. are organic, you know, that's another option too. Right,
1: not where she lives. I asked yeah. her that oh I mean, man. As you said, there are some places, especially not in the winter, you know, in mm. the summer, maybe but we have winter coming up now. Yeah. So you know, you you can get canned, frozen canned vegetables. So I think, and you know, this is not ordeal ideal. Um, I like to have, you know, a plate full where I live. It's really easy to get organic vegetables, but I have to respect that some people it's not possible for them to be fresh. So let's go to the next best. It's still better than eating fresh vegetables that have been sprayed. Right. Right. Cause those, and eat, they go, well, I'll wash them. You can watch <laughs> them, but those chemicals are in the cells yeah. of the food. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And especially uh, with cancer, it's like, you can't mess around with that mm-hmm. at all. Or autoimmune
1: yeah. disease. I mean, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was a good, uh, covering of the diet, which I think is so important. Um, what are the other aspects that, you know, women that have faced cancer, um, really need to shift in their life?
1: Um, you're you are really interested in doing supplements and it's like asking me to fix a Tesla. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Even if you're reading and researching on the internet, you're on these Facebook groups. So let's say you feel like you understand what quercetin does and you're going to buy some. Most women have wasted hundreds of dollars on supplements because they don't know which companies are made to foster quality mm-hmm. mm-hmm. standards. Mm-hmm. And that's why I call myself very proudly a supplement snob. (laughs) I have done a lot of research. So, and I visited a lot of these facilities. So Mm. I know which companies are making their products to pharmaceutical quality standards. They have research and development teams. They have third-party testing.
0: Right. Not like they just
1: have a nice label that you go and you go, oh, I've seen this label before. I'm going to buy this.
0: Right. Right. And unfortunately, you're not really going to find most of those on the shelves at the grocery store, you know no. it's just not. No. You know, people are like, "Well, Whole Foods," and I'm like, "No, still sorry." Right, exactly. You know?
1: Very few, there's very few um, products that even Whole Foods carry that I know are made to pharmaceutical quality standards. Maybe yeah. five.
0: Right. No, I agree. A hundred yeah.
1: that they have yeah. there, five out of a hundred. It's a very yeah. low percentage. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I think women waste a lot of money, which yeah. is a bummer. So when I intake somebody. I have them put all this information on their Google sheet and uh, that I create, and then I look through at the name of the company, the product, and there's a line that goes through 90% of what they bought. And sometimes I'll say, okay, let's finish this up, and then we'll switch over to something. But a lot of times I'll say, this is a critical supplement, and you're eating basically nothing. Yeah. So we need to, you wasted your, sometimes the product was $60. Yeah.
0: I know it's so a lot of money to throw away. Yep. And it's scary, right? Because not only, you know, people will say, oh, well, supplements don't do anything, but then they'll turn around, Well, you know, and then they'll turn around and say, but it can do damage. And to me, I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. How can it, if it does nothing, then it couldn't do damage. But we do know that these supplements that aren't, super high quality can actually do damage, right? They can have fillers in them. Right, right. Absolutely. But they also have fillers in them. They have different things, you know, that um, even the forms can, you know, be important for what's going on with you. And so, yeah, I think it's so important to work with somebody who understands supplementation and does the research before you go out and buy a bunch of supplements.
1: I had somebody in my group and she was reading her curcumin product that she had bought through mm-hmm. um, some Amazon or internet sale. Mm-hmm. And ingredient number two was sugar. Ugh, I I mean, said, you know, God, well, why do you need to, to put do, sugar
0: in supplements?
1: <laughs> exactly. You're trying to do good by your, you know, medical diagnosis mm-hmm. of breast cancer. Mm-hmm changed your diet, but now you're taking a supplement that has sugar, that comp- that product needs to be returned to the company and you need to demand for your money back. Yeah, That's yep. unethical
0: to put sugar in a supplement. Yep, absolutely. And this is, you know, a tangent, I don't want to go down, but you know, it's, it's frustrating sometimes, you know, thinking about the FDA overtaking supplements is scary on the one hand, but on the really? other hand, It's really tough because there are so many supplements on the market. I wish that there was a standard set by people that really know how to do supplementation correctly, you know, Um, but yeah, anyways, like I said, I don't want to go down that path. But I do think it's so important. Like you said, third party testing, the supplement companies that do that a lot of the good supplement companies, they actually will only sell through practitioners too, because they yes. want the practitioner to understand how to use their products properly. Right. right. Because it shouldn't just be this willy nilly like, Oh, I heard vitamin A is good for me. So I'm going to take it thing. You know, it's That's like
1: what happens a lot of times yeah. when we go, Oh, I heard I should take curcumin. Oh, I should vitamin C. I should take a probiotic and they come in and they don't you know, with all due respect, it's like asking me to fix a Tesla. Nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and they've wasted hundreds of dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the
1: com- like, there's this one company. They only sell to practitioners. They're not a lot of companies. You could go onto the internet and find their products,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this
1: one company only sells to practitioners.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, and it makes have, a huge difference. It makes you can, a huge yeah. difference. And I tell people in general, you should feel differences from taking supplements. Like if you've been taking a supplement for a long time and don't feel any benefit for, from it, then it's not working.
1: <laughs> you right. Know? You got to move so, on to the next product
0: yeah. that's real, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, so good. So, okay, we've talked food, we've talked supplements. What about lifestyle?
1: Well, lifestyle is really important. And I'll tell a story, which is not about breast cancer, but a 35 year old woman came into my office and she had a diagnosis of unexplained infertility
0: Mm.
1: and she was heading for $40,000 IVF. And she had on enough perfume that I thought I was in the ground floor of Macy's, which <laughs> for those of you who know, the ground floor of Macy's is like the perfume makeup department.
0: It smacks you said, across oh, the, the face. <laughs> yes.
1: I said, so tell me about scent. And she goes, oh, I love scents. I have the plugins. I have those sticks and oil. And already I'm having a heart attack. And then she, this is the <laughs> essential, She goes, I spray my sofa with Febreze. So for those of you who don't know, it's this, you see the advertisements, the sofa smells and Mm -hmm. you spray it. So these, that, the chemicals in that product are estrogen disruptors and so toxic. And then she had a dog and the dog would jump up and she'd pet the dog and the chemicals are all over the dog's hair. The dog would then sleep with them in bed. I mean, it was a toxic overload. Yeah. So I said, when you go home, can you take all the products you have in your house and take a picture and send it to me? 29 products, hundreds of dollars, maybe even a thousand. And every single one of them was chemical, chemical, and they were estrogen disruptors and toxic. So she had to throw everything out. Yeah, She had to buy eco laundry detergent. She, She had to throw out her sofa.
0: Mm-hmm. because
1: we couldn't detoxify it.
0: At that point, yeah. If you've been no. freezing it for so right.
1: long. <laughs> New sofa, yeah. all the rugs were washed with water, all the linens and everything was eco-laundry, I mean, all the pots and pans.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, there's
1: this big thing about nonstick is so great. Yeah. They have perfor-chlorated perf- chlorate- chemicals in them. Right. And when they're exposed to heat, psh, those chemicals are in your food.
0: yep. Yep.
1: So there's a price to pay for nonstick. Just right. get a cast iron and put right. olive oil in it.
0: Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> the cast iron is going to last you longer too. And
1: it's the best. <laughs> it, ha- it gives you iron in your yeah.
0: food. Right. It's healthy. Right.
1: So um, three months, didn't take that long. Two months later, she was pregnant
0: after oh, wow. doing Just all get, of that yeah. Stuff. Oh, I think that's such an important story. I'm so glad that you shared that because people don't, I was actually just talking about this earlier with somebody, people don't understand the impact of, you know, of plastics in our environment, of all of these chemicals that act as, you know, for multiple different things, but xenoestrogens, that they actually, you know, basically take, the, the, the holes in our cells where our estrogen is supposed to go and they go in there and take that place, you know, and they build up in our bodies and it is so hard to get them out. And so it's just so important to really start to, you know, I know you can't, not everybody can do it right away, but it's, I always tell women, you know, if you have a regular shampoo, finish that off. And then the next one that you buy, you know, make sure it doesn't have any chemicals. Yeah. Makeup,
1: shampoo dryer sheets are yeah. the worst Oof. Oof. everybody yeah. never yeah. save your money with you those. do them
0: <laughs> well and and i want to also bring up because i think a lot of people are animal lovers we know that those scents are very harmful for our animals too you know i like there have been stories of cats just you know dying out of the blue because we have these plugins you mentioned those oh. plugins right that's at their level oh and it's, it's their little bodies can't handle the wow. amount, you know, that, that we do. And obviously we're not handling it super well because cancer is a huge part that comes from that. But, you know, I, I, sometimes I think it will take people to understand how it impacts their animals, even to, to be ready uh, to make the change
1: animals ahead of themselves
0: right 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 so at least no in this instance it's it's really impacting your animals too so it's you know there's so many i mean essential oils if you really like you know to have some sense it's like essential oils is such a good quality essential oils is another way to go about it you know and um and and just this yeah this need i I think the, the perfume industry made us believe that we needed to like have this certain smell Right, in order to, whatever, connect to the opposite sex. Open up the
1: windows. Yeah, (laughs)
0: right. Absolutely.
1: The house is stuffy. Open up the windows. Yep.
0: Yep. And that's what they've always done in, in Europe for long periods of time, right? So, well, uh, this was so amazing to cover all of these different areas. And I know there's so much more. So tell us a little bit m- about the program that you have um, that's starting in just uh, about a week, right? It's Empowered Against Reoccurrence.
1: Uh, yes, we have two new groups starting. One okay. is October 24th, uh, Mondays. We meet six consecutive Mondays. okay. And then the next one starts on a Tuesday, November 1st. Okay. Oh, okay. So There's two gotcha. different classes that are now going to be open in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Oh, okay. And Christine has a link that she'll share with everyone to join mm-hmm. and you get to see a free masterclass with mm-hmm. me where I go into all of this in much more detail. And then I'm offering a complimentary book, a call to come in and talk to me about where you are in your breast cancer journey. I what see. kind of obstacles are you having? And mm-hmm. then I can tell you how the program and working with me can like, we want to get these obstacles out of the way so you can have a joyful, involved, healthy life where you have energy. Absolutely. You, don't, you know, I, ha- I call this uh, thing, the couch potato syndrome. Mm-hmm. You don't feel well, you're on aromatase inhibitors or tamoxifen. you have joint pain, you have trauma from breast cancer. It's a little bit different than quote, just depression right. or anxiety. It's a little different. Right. So, and then sense. you're on the couch and you don't feel well yeah. and it becomes this unhealthy syndrome. So how do you get off the couch? You know, yeah. the definition of insanity is trying to keep doing the same thing over and thinking you're going to get different results. That's where and when you need to bring someone like me in and join my life group coaching program, which mm-hmm. has me plus I have six weeks of vault material or the library that matches what I do. For the teaching for the week, so there 's an enormous amount of support that you get, and you join my community, and all the women in there are really interested in having the best possible life and using these integrative and holistic tools, so they feel well after having gone through treatment and their own hormonal therapy. You can feel well, you do not have to suffer
0: oh, so good, and I just really want to point out the community aspect, right you know because so many women think that they're going through this alone, you know, it can feel very alone, because nobody in their life maybe has breast cancer or had breast cancer. And so people don't understand. And you're offering not only all of this wealth of information, but that community aspect where it can just it changes so much when you are with other people that have been through the same thing.
1: Right. And when people ask you how you're feeling, and you go, you know, I'm a little anxious about this mm-hmm. coming back, and they go, oh, don't worry, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So they mean well, Mm -hmm. but you need a little bit more than the, oh, don't worry, you'll be fine. Right.
0: (laughs) Not really helpful. You need to know
1: (laughs) that you have a system that you're following that is backed by science research that really works in multiple different ways to reduce your risk. So you can sleep at night and be free from fear.
0: Oh, so good. Yeah. Thank you for doing this work. I think it's so utterly important. I, you know, there's not a lot of options out there from this Mm -hmm. perspective. And so it's just, it's incredible work. So thanks for being with us today and sharing all this good stuff. And that link will be in the show notes. So you can head over there and listen to the, the free training about it and then assign it for a call with you. Right. Wonderful. Perfect. All right, you guys. Thanks again, Dr. Lori Carroll, for being here with us today. And I will see all of you next time. Thank you for having me.